0: Right rug flooring.
1: Hey, y'all. So I am going to be doing a middle-of-the-week mom chat podcast with you guys on Thursdays because I'm so in the big middle of being a new mom, learning a newborn, going through life. And I realize that I don't often share on my podcast my personal journey. I'm usually talking with other people about theirs. And so now that I'm a mom, I have so much on my mind, so much to share, so many questions myself. I'm learning a whole new world, and so I just want to have some conversation with y'all about what I'm going through. This first episode, I want uh, middle of the mom, mom, middle of the week mom chat. I already have mom brain. I had mom brain before I had a kid, and now it is so intense. Like I can't remember anything and sometimes I can't speak words. So forgive me if I sound a fool sometimes on this episode when I'm just talking with no one to talk back to because that's dangerous. Me alone with my thoughts and a microphone. <laughs> um, but this episode, I want to talk about my birth experience because a lot of y'all have asked me about that. And I just think that I had no idea how intense the feelings are with trying to create a birth plan and then having your child. So I had had so many friends. I'm an older mom. I'm 36. I was 36 when I had Sunny. And I had done a lot of analyzing of my friends who have kids because I've always wanted to be prepared before I get involved with a brand new big experience. And so having a baby and childbirth and all that was a very huge experience. <clears throat> I was very nervous and scared about it for a long time because it's just such a huge responsibility. And I didn't know if I was prepared or ready yet. So I studied all my friends who've had kids before me and my sister and my family, just cousins, tons of women who have gone before me who have had children and who've been so gracious to share their, their journey with me. I realize that having a birth plan is kind of setting yourself up for disappointment a lot of the time. I'm not saying a birth plan can't work out, and I'm not saying you shouldn't have one, because I think it is great to have one, and it's good to have intentions on what you want, and to have your mind set wrapped around what you are going for, because I think it's always good to have a plan, but I do think with a birth plan, you've got to hold it loosely because anything can happen in labor and delivery. <coughs> and that's what happened to me. <clears throat> I had hired a doula. Michael and I had gone to birthing class. I was really wanting to have a natural birth. I really even wanted to try to go without an epidural. That was my goal in my mind. I wanted to go into labor, have contractions, get in a bathtub feel it, breathe through it. I'd done years of yoga, so I was like, oh, my yoga is going to really help me move through my labor process. I want to feel it. I want to feel the pain. I want to know what this feels like. <clears throat> and so that was my goal in my mind. But I knew because I've had so many friends who had birth plans like this and it didn't work out, there's a chance that wouldn't happen. So I didn't let myself get too attached to it. And I'm glad because... Um, <clears throat> sorry, y'all. Sometimes I have a hacking problem. I had coffee this morning after I breastfed. I try to have my coffee right after I breastfeed. So then I have two hours to get it out of my system so I don't have caffeine in the next feeding. Um, <clears throat> but it sometimes irritates my throat. So sorry, I'm coughing. But turns out with me and Sunny, I was a week late. And she was due, she was 41 weeks, and I tried everything to get her out naturally. Went walking four miles, ran stairs, I drank raspberry tea, I got a big yoga ball and bounced on it, I, um, Michael and I had sex, um, what else did I do? There, I took, oh, primrose oil, I took that, and then I put it, applied it vaginally, I literally did everything I could think of to get this baby out, and she was 0% effaced and 0% dilated, which means nothing was happening. I was not going into labor. I was showing no signs of labor, and my gynecologist said that she really didn't want to go past one week late just because the baby was already measuring really big. I'm 36 years old and it just, something about my age plays a factor in it. I don't know what exactly, but so she was like, okay, we're going to induce you or you can get a C-section and she was not promoting C-section because it's major surgery and I had never talked about wanting it and she was like all about it if I wanted it, but she was like, you've never talked about this and I don't want you to do something and, you know not." and regret it in the end, I guess, because it was never part of our conversations the whole time I was checking in with her and the whole process of me being pregnant. But when I got um, got to the final hour... Oh, also, I had group strep B, which sounds like an STD, but it's not. <laughs> I don't have an STD. Group strep B is in 30% of women, and you have to get put on an antibiotic if you have it because it can really hurt your baby or even potentially be fatal for your baby. Um if you have group strep B and your baby's born vaginally and so I had a lot of anxiety about that and I was already going to have to be put on an antibiotic right when my water broke if my water even broke. So I just had a lot of fears. I had a big fear about the cord being wrapped around her neck because I've just I had a friend who lost their baby um and it was due to a cord being wrapped around the neck, and not that that's like rare, these are all rare freak things, but I just had a lot of fear, and all of y'all who followed my journey know that we had miscarried, and I'd had a chemical pregnancy, and we tried almost a year to get pregnant, so I just unfortunately had a lot of anxiety during my pregnancy. I wish that I wouldn't have, because I don't think that's good for the baby or the mama, but, and I worked really hard not to have anxiety, but I just did, And that was my journey. And I think a lot of moms who've gone through miscarriage can relate to me that no matter how much you don't want to have anxiety, you do because the fear of losing your baby, and I'll cry talking about it, is overwhelming when it's all that you wanted, you know? So I'm still, I'm counting this as hormonal uh, because I still have hormones and I just, I actually just put Sunny down I was just rocking her in my arms and I was just thanking God for her. And that I was blessed with her because it's such a blessing to have a baby. But it's so overwhelming because there's so much that she's going to have to experience in this life. Like pain and heartbreak and unfairness and just situations that are going to hurt her emotionally. And I hate that she has to go through all that. But I know that is the human experience. And it just like, oh, God, it wrecks me. But it also, I know that she's here for a purpose and a reason. And all of those things will make her stronger. And it is my job to guide her and comfort her and be there for her. And it's just a huge responsibility being a mom. But it's like the greatest blessing you could ever have. And I think that it makes you have to strengthen your faith. Because someone told me that when you have a child, your heart is now on the outside of your body. (laughs) That makes me cry. Because it's just so true. Your heart does not belong to you anymore once you have a baby. (laughs) And it's such a blessing, but it is so overwhelming. So anyway, uh, I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, yeah, so I had a lot of anxiety um, before I went into labor just that I was going to lose her in, in the birth process. And I know that's crazy because it's so unlikely, but that was just my journey and my truth. And so when we got to 41 weeks, there was a 50% chance that I would end up in an emergency c section anyway because I was gonna have to start Pitocin. I was 0% dilated or effaced, and it is um, sometimes that can lead to just an emergency c section if the baby's heart rate drops too much, or it just there's a million reasons why. I just had a friend who'd had an emergency c section and it was not what she'd wanted, and it was emotional for her and i've had several friends that have had them and i was just i just didn't want to end up in an emergency situation so i talked to michael about it a long time and we both decided that though this was not what we had originally wanted our ultimate goal always was to have a healthy baby and a healthy me that is the ultimate goal yes did i want to have the natural experience of course yes was this my plan was this not my plan no this is not my plan That's Michael texting me right now. Um, But here I I was in the situation where this was my option. Like, I was definitely going to have to either get induced or, which was, and then I wasn't going to go natural without an epidural that way because I've just heard Pitocin is like so painful and so hard. And so here I was just in a new situation that I wasn't prepared for or preparing for, but This is what I, this is my circumstances. And I decided to go with a C section because I didn't want to end up in an emergency situation. And I was going to, I mean, just, it wasn't going to be the natural experience I was wanting to have anyway. And so we went with a C section. And I called my sister the day before and I cried and cried and cried and cried. And I was so upset that I wasn't, that it wasn't going how I had wanted it to go and she told me the best piece of advice that I think you can have as a new mom and it is you know what the sooner you can accept that the journey of parenthood is never how you plan it it is never going to be how you think it's going to be the sooner you can let go of control and just embrace the journey I don't know exactly her words that she used but it was this sentiment the more free you're going to be and the better mom you're going to be because parenthood is a wild journey and, you know, you just cannot control it. And so I really took those words to heart and I just got my cry out and I let go of what I had thought I had wanted and I embraced what we were going to do, which was a section And I'm going to tell you, it was an amazing experience. I was super emotional about it cuz we got there and I realized when I got there that I was about to be cut open, which was terrifying. Terrifying, but everyone was amazing. My anesthesiologist was amazing. All the nurses were amazing. My gynecologist was incredible. She did an amazing job. Uh the surgery went fantastic. Michael was the most supportive husband ever. He was so awesome and so with me and just such a great partner. He played Tom Petty, Wild Flowers, the whole time. God, why is this making me cry? Because it was the best day of my life, truly. He played Tom Petty, Wild Wildflowers, and Sonny came out just screaming, screaming 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 and she had the most intense eyes which she still does just so much focus and they pulled her out and laid her next to me and we rubbed noses and it was the most magical experience I've ever had in my life and I know Michael felt the same way just seeing her face and realizing who had been inside of me, who God had sent to us, this little soul that is choosing this experience of life and Michael and I getting blessed enough to be her parents and just who this little being was, who we've grown and who's been growing inside of me for almost a year, that we have the privilege of parenting. And it was just so overwhelming to meet our human. And I'm telling you, everyone says that being a parent the day you meet your child is the best day of your life. And then, of course, all these parents want to show you pictures and they think their kid is so cute. And I used to think that was so annoying. I was like, "Ugh, it's just a kid. Nobody wants to see your kid. (laughs) But I get it. I get it. The love is unbelievable. It's love. It's overwhelming because there's so much fear, too, because now all of a sudden you're so worried about this child for the rest of your life but the love is just so big and it was the greatest day of my life I loved being in the hospital like we had three days in the hospital we had tons of friends come to visit us my family came in my parents my sister my brother-in-law my niece came in Genevieve she thinks that Sunny's her baby <laughs> because she's a Kazant she's 10 years no is she 10 or 9 I think she just turned 9 she's a Kazant she's an only child so she is Sonny's aunt and cousin, so she combined it to be her cousin. And they came in, Michael's dad and brother came in, all of our friends came in, the band family, A Thousand Horses all came. It was so beautiful and magical, and Sunny was surrounded by so much love, and so were Michael and I. And it just was like a moment in time where time stood still. We got off social media completely, which I'm so glad we did, because I just wanted to be in this moment with her, I wanted to be in this huge, huge experience that was so powerful and so spiritual and so much bigger than the day-to-day grind that we're so used to living. And I really wanted to be in that moment. And so did Michael. And so we really didn't get on social media at all. And we just were there, there with this new child that was sent straight from God, our family, our friends in this magical experience. And I I'm just so thankful for it. It was the best experience of my life. And I wasn't worried about weight gain, even though after you have a baby, you still look six months pregnant. I mean, you still have a big belly after you have a baby. The whole process, I think because I was an older mom and because I had had a miscarriage and I knew how incredible this experience was and how privileged I was to be carrying a child... I really didn't care about the state of my body because I was just so in awe of my body that my body could do this, that my body created this child and carried it. And I wasn't worried about my body. I was so thankful and happy and grateful for my body that it would give me this honor and do this for me because I didn't do anything. My body did it all. And I just marveled at it. And it's been amazing to watch my body go back how it was before it's not exactly the same I still have 10 or 15 pounds left to lose but it's going back on its own and I'm just taking it easy and not stressing out about it and I'm so thankful that I can be in this mindset and I just think it has to do with gratitude and just being older and I got to do so many things when I was younger and live so much life that I got to a place where I realized that looks and your body and physical image. Yes, I want to feel good and be strong, but that is not the goal for me anymore. The goal is health and the goal is happiness. And then of course the ultimate goal was to have a healthy baby. So I just haven't been stressed out about it. And I'm thankful because a lot of my twenties, I was very stressed out about physical appearance. And so I'm very thankful that I was able to not stress out about that during my pregnancy. I mean, of course I had moments that triggered me into it because I did struggle with eating disorders and all sorts of stuff when I was younger. But for the most part, I've just been able to enjoy this experience and be grateful for my body and not hate on my body. And so thank you for that, body. Um, But it's just been amazing. The first week she came home was pure bliss. But y'all, the hormones were no joke. I have never experienced the waves of emotion that I experienced when I came home with Sunny because they say it takes you like nine, 10 months to get all these hormones that you have when you're pregnant. And then you lose them all within six to eight weeks. It just drops. I cried every day and not just cried, I weeped. Like I have to use the word weep because it was gut wrenching, guttural cries like where snot comes out of your nose and you have to bury your hand your face in your hands because you're crying so hard and I didn't even know what I was crying for I was crying for Sunny my love for her my worry for all the things that could happen the whole world like the whole world creeped into all my thoughts like the overwhelmingness of everything that is happening in the world all the children in the world that don't have homes, like all the natural disasters that are happening, the pain of the world, that Sunny's going to have to experience that. All these things that were just so heavy. Like I felt everything. And then I just felt nothing too. Like I didn't even know why I was crying. It was just hormones, really. Everyone says it's hormonal and you think that people are just using that as an excuse. It is freaking hormonal. So women who are going through hormones after a baby or even on like your cycle, your period... It is no joke. I mean, women are rock stars, and that's another thing I have realized. Women are amazing. We are so amazing. The fact that we are able to nurture ourselves, nurture our husbands, nurture our friends, nurture our families, nurture a pet, then nurture a child, grow a child, or raise a child, be there for a child, even if you're not a mother, just our nurturing instinct is so amazing. Plus the fact that we're so capable of holding jobs and careers and multitasking. I'm just in awe of women. I really am, like, more than ever. And so, God bless us. I love us women. We're killing it. We're doing a great job. And it's emotional to be a woman. We do have all these hormones that make us feel more intensely and insanely than a man a lot of the times and you know what I'm grateful for that because I love to feel it hurts me to feel so much sometimes but I feel so thankful that I am able to feel all the way to the bottom of my soul because I want to experience this life and I want to know the depths of my feelings and I want to live it and even though things can hurt I'm glad that I can feel
0: savings products insured by NCUA investment products are not insured not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value you deserve a moment to yourself every single day and a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause if tonight's movie night is just what you need make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies this magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandys. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack slack is where work happens with all your people data and information in one ai powered place start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites or build an automation with workflow builder to take routine tasks off your plate no coding required grow your business in slack visit slack.com to get started
1: that is my birthing story and every day it has just gotten so great yes i was exhausted in the first few weeks because sunny was up around the clock i was learning how to breastfeed we breastfed right away i'm very lucky that sunny latched on first try and we really got in a great rhythm i started working on schedule i follow moms on call um, for my schedule which is a book and it just really works on getting them in a rhythm early. And honestly, a lot of people say you should just hold your baby. You shouldn't get him on a schedule. And I support that totally. I think whatever works for you is what you should do. And we all know as moms what feels right. For me, I wanted to get Sunny on the schedule because I work better with the schedule, and then I was able to identify what she needed. Like, was she crying because she's tired? Oh, let me look at the clock. Yep, it's time for a nap. Is she crying because she's hungry? Let me look at the clock. Yep, it's time for her to be fed. Like, it was a, I was able to, it's making, it makes it easy for me to know what she needs. And because of that, she's really happy, and we don't, she doesn't cry very often. She only cries if she needs something. She's smiley, and it just worked for us. So I think that that is, you should do whatever works for you. Also, I've been blessed enough to have a night nurse come one or two times a week. Um, Nashville Boss Baby. Let me make sure I'm saying that correctly. Um, I'm I'm looking up on Instagram. Nashville Baby Boss. And Paula Power is the night nurse. And she's really the one that taught me how to get on a schedule and what my baby needs, because I didn't know anything about babies. I don't know about y'all, but I didn't grow up around newborns. I didn't babysit, like that wasn't, I wasn't just a baby person. I wasn't that person that just wanted to hold all the babies. Like I would go see your baby and I love your baby, but I'm not like, oh, let me hold the baby. I just never felt comfortable with babies. I was kind of scared of them, that they were gonna break and they're so fragile. And so I just needed a little guidance and Paula has been amazing. Um, It's also been great to have the support of my mom and my sister and all my girlfriends in Nashville who are moms who share so much information with me. Something I will recommend to new mamas that has been a game changer for me is get your girl tribe because your husband is amazing and he is going to be there for you the best that he can. But get a woman's group or a friend or find someone or even a blogger or anybody who is sharing information about being a new mom because I'm in a text chain with six new moms. We all had our babies like within three months of each other and we bounce ideas and questions and thoughts and fears and all sorts of stuff off each other daily and it is so incredible to have a group of women to talk to because I mean talk about breastfeeding talk about using more bottles than than your boob like that's something I just struggled with is Sunny was taking a bottle more and I really wanted to sleep better and so she was quitting eating on my boob quickly quicker than she would on a bottle so I'm using more breastfed bottles now and believe it or not that's emotional to not have her just breastfeed because that's such a bonding thing and you know just to be able to talk that stuff through with your mom friends is really amazing to talk about colic to talk about diaper rash what creams do you use to talk about swaddles what swaddles working we use the miracle swaddle by the way and it really really works to talk about things that we love I'm going to tell you something that gives me a lot of peace of mind is the Owlette you put it on their foot and it's a monitor and it monitors their heart rate and their breathing and it's kind of an investment it's sort of expensive but that gives me so much peace of mind Jesse James Decker is the one who told me about that she said that she used it on her kid, kids or kids. I don't know if she used it on all of them. I don't know if it's around for her first children for her first child. But it has given me so much peace of mind. I put it on Sunny's foot every single night when she goes to sleep. You can check her stats on your phone to see what her heart rate is, to see how her breathing is, and it just lets me have so much peace of mind. So that is something I recommend. If you're going to make a big investment, that would be what I would suggest. That has really, really calm my mind so I can sleep at night because I and then if if she stops breathing or her heart drip stops uh, d- drops down an alarm will go off and it will wake you up it's loud and so it's just a peace of mind so that's my suggestion the outlet um, and you know every day is just a new day I'm learning with Sunny, Michael's learning. Michael's been so sweet. He's cooked every single meal. He's become the chef of the house. Because honestly, it's hard for guys in the beginning. Because the baby, if you're breastfeeding, which is my experience, so that's the only one I can go from, you know, the baby's on your boob all, all every three hours. And the baby's super connected to the mama because she's been inside of us for almost a year. She knows us. She knows our smells. She knows who we are. She knows our voice. And it's harder for the, the dad because there's not as big of a role for them in the beginning, but I'm telling you to have a supportive husband who just supports you and helps you as a wife out. That has been what Michael has been doing for me and I'm grateful of it. He found a way to really help me out, which is to cook all the meals because I don't like to cook and he's become the best chef. He always was a great chef, but now he's like, really like do dived dove. I don't know the correct grammar jump how about this he's really jumped in to cooking and really makes amazing meals and so that's been awesome and I think that that's just the best thing for me and in my experience that a husband can do is just help support you um and be willing to communicate because in the beginning there's a lot of feelings and it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work on the mom, a lot. You know, you're waking up in the middle of the night to feed. You're exhausted. Make sure you talk to your husband because you don't want resentment to build up. And you need to have an open communication because it's easy to get tired and to not communicate with your spouse. And um, I just think that that's key. Michael and I have had to have some some real conversations just because when you become a parent things get real you got to talk about stuff and if you don't talk about it you'll resent your partner and you don't want to do that because you obviously love your partner you married your partner or you chose your partner you had a baby with your partner so there's a lot of love there you just got to make sure you don't let your exhaustion and all the things and tasks that you have to do with this newborn take away your love from them so just communicate 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 So, okay, that is my birth experience, and that takes me to today where I am, which is just blessed and thankful and happy to be here. So I'm going to answer some of y'all's questions. How, okay, a lot of y'all asked me about my pumping because I put on Instagram, like, where I pump seven or eight ounces of milk on my left boob. That's my moneymaker boob. That only happens when I don't pump for, like, six or seven hours, which is really not a good thing. I'm just figuring out how to pump. I don't even know how you're supposed to pump. I think you're supposed to pump or breastfeed every feeding. And I wasn't doing that. I was pumping like every six hour, every two feedings. And so I get more milk. Um, and that's when I get six or seven or eight ounces is when I wait like six or seven hours. And so I do think that can cause mastitis. And I just realized that I had some clogged ducts because my friend Haley Hubbard um, told me that I should massage my boob and see if I have some clogged ducts in there. And I ended up getting like an extra two ounces out of my right boob, which doesn't produce as much. And so that just lets me know that I um, had some clogged ducts in there. And so I don't know if that's from not breastfeeding or pumping every feeding. But I I do think you need to do it every feeding. And when I pump every feeding, I get like three and a half to four ounces on my left boob, and like one to two on my right boob. So it's not like I'm killing it if I was pumping every session. Does that make sense? So I only get a lot of milk when I wait a lot of hours, which is not probably good for your boobs because nobody wants mastitis. Okay, what's my bedtime routine with her? So we feed, I'll f- feed her at four. I follow Moms on Call, that book. is That's what I would suggest following, Moms on Call. Which is now she is at the 8 to 12 week one. And so she feeds at 4. Then we play. Then she has a quick little nap. Like an hour nap from 5.30 to 6.30. At 6.30 she wakes up. We go straight to the bathtub. We have a fun bath. She loves the water. And then at 7 p.m. we start feeding. And I try to give her a big feeding that one. So she can sleep long. Um, Six ounces at least. I want Well not at least. Six ounces is the goal that I give her, and she's eight weeks old right now. And so, um, and then at 7.30, put her down. And she has been sleeping till about like three in the morning or four. So hopefully that can start stretching and we can make it to 7 a.m. Because the goal is to go from 7.30 to 7 a.m. That's the goal. We're getting close. Um, Do I take any supplements to have an amazing milk supply? No, I don't. I'm very thankful that I have a great milk supply. And like I said before, I kind of pushed it. And so that's why I had more um let's see did i always want to be a mom or did it just kind of happen when you met michael i actually there was a time in my life when i didn't know if i wanted kids in my 20s i was living it up and having so much fun and i didn't know if i wanted to have kids But when I hit about 30 years old, something switched to me, and I knew I wanted to have kids. It was when I met my niece. My sister had my niece, and I really got to know her, a baby, for the first time, and I got to see my sister's love for her child, and I got to feel that love. I had never loved a child so much, and it made me realize that I wanted a child because my love for my niece was so strong. That I knew I wanted to have a kid. I wasn't ready yet. Obviously, that was like 30. When I was 30 and I'm 36 when I had her. So, I waited a long time. But, I think when I was in my... Yeah. When I hit 30, I knew I wanted a child. Uh, favorite nursing bra. Simple wishes. That one, hands down, is amazing. It's great. Um, I What is your typical pump setting on your pump? Do you change the mode as you pump? I use the Spectra. And, because I've been pumping more, my nipples have gotten really sore. So, I started off at 9 because... If I started at 11, it kills. kills. Sometimes I'll even start at 8. And then by the time I'm done, I end up at 11 or 12. And I pump a full 30 minutes each session because I have full boobs, full milk in the boobs. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Does breastfeeding make you happy? Yes, it does. And, like, switching to bottles was really hard for me because – I was losing in my mind that bonding time with her. But I had to analyze and decide what was more important, that she's getting enough food, or that we're having a bonding session. And so I try to breastfeed at least once or twice a day still. But then the other times she has six feedings a day, seven a.m. feeding, uh nine, wait, seven, ten, one, four. 7:30, and then maybe one in the middle of the night so she has five or six feedings a day and so if i can get one or two breastfeeding[s] in there i feel really i feel good i feel like we still get our bonding time i haven't lost breastfeeding altogether and then i know the other time she's getting her full ounces and so she'll sleep well and she's gonna grow and it just gives me more peace of mind to know that she's getting the milk that she needs because I just didn't. I just was worried about it that she wasn't getting enough when she was breastfeeding. So that's what's working for me. I think everyone knows what, what what works for them. That's what works for me right now. And who's to say that I won't change that? Because I feel like that's the thing with motherhood. Everything changes all the time. Um, someone says I remember seeing you pack a belly bandit in your hospital bag. Have you used it? Oh, that is something I would recommend so much. I use the belly bandit. Every single day for the first month and a half after Sunny was born, I put it on every day. I use the Belly Bandit and I use the Deluxe. I use the Lux. It's L-U-X. Um, I forgot what the fr- – something about Lux. And any Belly Bandit It's amazing. I wore it every single day, all day. It dramatically shrunk my stomach. It just made my stomach tighten up. So I cannot recommend the Belly Bandit enough. I mean, definitely get that and wear it every day. It did not even fit in the beginning. It was so hard to put on. I had, I have a large one and then I had a small one and I used a large one in the beginning because I still had my belly and I was like six months pregnant looking, but daily it could just get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. And then finally I was in the small one and I'm telling you, my waist is pretty much back to normal and we are eight weeks in. And so... I owe a lot of that to the belly bandit. I'm telling you. Did you eat anything specific to increase or maintain your milk supply? No. I did not diet, though. I did not diet during my pregnancy. And I am not dieting now during um, post-baby because I just don't want to stress out about food. So I don't overeat. But if I crave anything, I eat it. I'm not necessarily eating fully healthy. I probably have... A 50-50 balance of healthy to junk food. I am exercising now. I'm doing the Peloton. I'm trying to do that at least twice a week, trying to get some hot yoga in there. But baby steps, I just started this all at six weeks, my exercising, because I got cleared from my C-section that I can start exercising again. But I just am not under-eating and I'm not overeating, but I'm eating probably 2,500 calories a day. Two thousand maybe two thousand to twenty five hundred calories a day. I'm not um I'm just not starving myself, but I'm not overeating. And then I'm working in some exercise now. Um I have not gotten my period. I thought I did, but I didn't. Um Let's see. What is something that surprised you when you became a new mom? Just the overwhelmingness of the love. Like I know that sounds cliché, but just the overwhelmingness of the love was just insane. Um, favorite baby products that you're liking. I love our play mat. She plays on her play mat every single day. That has been crucial. Hold on. Let me look it up. I'm going to tell you what it's called because a lot of people have asked me about the play mat. I'm going to tell you the name of it so I don't forget. I'm looking it up. Hold on. Hold on. Um, we got the bright Oh, wait, what is it called? It's called Bright Starts 5-in-1 Your Way Ball Play Activity Gym. And it is by, let me see who makes it. It is by, who makes this bad boy? Mm, Bright Starts. That's who makes it. Bright Starts. Bright Starts 5-in-1 Your Way Ball Play Activity Gym. And it's awesome. I love it. Okay, another thing I cannot live without is our Lily, the Complete Airflow Six position. Uh, it's the Lily Baby, the Complete Airflow Six position, 360, aeronomic baby and child carrier. I love it. I carry her in it all the time. It is so good for a newborn, and then it, it gives you so much support. It's so sturdy, and it grows as she becomes bigger. I love it. A lot of my friends have... Wraps that they use. I've never been a wrap mama. I just, I don't know. It's, they seem too confusing for me. A lot of my mom friends love them though. But for me, I love the Lily Baby. It is amazing. Um, swaddles. You got to have tons of swaddles. Oh, something that was incredible during during the hospital. When I first started breastfeeding, I wore these for the first week. Every single second of the day that I wasn't breastfeeding. The Silverette, the original silver nursing cup. Soothing sore or cracked nipples. Nipples. So it's called Silverette and they are little metal nursing cups, little tins that you put over your nipples. And every time after she finished breastfeeding, I would put a little bit of breast milk, just squirt a little bit of breast milk in them. And then I would put them on my nipples and have a bra on. So they stayed on and I wore them the entire first week and I never got cracked nipples. I never got any problems with my nipples. So I can't recommend that enough. That was great. Um, What else? Of course, you need like a changing table, a trash can, cute little towels, little hoodie towels. I got a little bathtub. Um, I love the Dr. Brown's bottles. I tried a lot of bottles and I ended up using Dr. Brown's just because it really helps with her not having colic and I don't know. We just, they work for us. That's the ones we like. Um... We did get a heated uh, wipes thing because I just felt like it was Michael actually felt like it was so uh, such a harsh reality to put a cold wipe on your bare on the baby's bare booty every time she had to get a diaper change. So we got a little warmer, um, a diaper warmer. And then the miracle swaddle. That's another thing I'd recommend. The miracle swaddle, our night nurse Paula Power taught us about that. And it puts it kind of like locks their arms down so their arms can't. Get out. And so it makes for a really tight swaddle. Um, that's amazing. And then also something this Marpac ROM portable white noise machine. It's M A R P A C R O H M. Marpac ROM portable white noise. We have two of them. We have one in her room. I put one on the stroller, like take it with us in the car seat. It's awesome because you want that white noise um, everywhere you go with a baby. So that is something else that we love. So those are products that I cannot recommend enough. Okay, I'm gonna answer one more question. How is Sugar with her? Sugar's been great. We always say, Sugar, have you seen your baby? Where's your baby? Go give your baby some love and she'll go lick her face. And we want Sugar to love on the baby because I think it's good for her to get a little dog nervous. You don't want her to be too clean. And we don't want Sunny to be too clean and not be exposed to germs. And so the sugar will lick her face and it's sweet and she loves her. Okay, guys. I think that that is it for this middle of the week mom chat. Y'all make sure to keep sending me in your questions. And I just love and appreciate you guys. So I'll see y'all next Thursday for some more mommy chat. Bye.
0: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring.